0: Let's bring people to the house of the Lord, but hospitality and um, loving on one another and the unity. How many believe this is a united church? Amen. Come on. Uh, I know there's always one. Just don't be that one. But we praise God for the for the presence of the Lord, for the unity we feel from Sunday to Sunday, all through the week. God's good, and the hospitality. Amen. We have we have the greatest hospitality team of any church anywhere, as far as I'm concerned. Any size church, they are awesome. Give them a hand. Amen. We don't recognize them enough. They are awesome in the bread ministry and all the stuff that goes on. And uh, Pastor Jason with Connections Ministry, and because we don't want you to just come and sit in, this, in a chair, we we want you to find your destiny and your purpose. So I. I this may actually become a book. I think I'm at that age where maybe I ought to write some things. I can write, but I don't like it. But I, I can do it, and I'm gonna have some help. But so I think this series is is that important, and it goes right along with our mission statement. I, I don't know if, how many of you actually know the mission statement. Let's throw it up there. I, I asked him at the last minute to to get it, but I don't know it. But there it is. To fill the earth with the light and warmth of God's hospitality. Amen. By the way, I I stole that from Marriott. Uh, There's a little similar to that. But if Marriott could be welcoming, I think the church ought to be welcoming. Amen. Amen. And these seats are comfortable enough you could spend the night. Amen. To fill the earth, the earth with the light. How are we filling the whole earth? Far-flung tin can. God is blessing them and so I want to talk about guests who's coming to dinner because um, we, we stop calling our guests visitors because visitors are, are unexpected. guests were invited. you're ready for guests you're prepared for guests you want your guests visitors you you want them to leave quickly amen I but guests are, are someone that you invite, you want them here, and, and it's important to us. But anyway, I want to go through the book of Luke. Luke is Mr. Hospitality. And there's about seven different meal functions in the book of Luke. We'll go through all of them. and Because Jesus does a lot around the table. In fact, the Pharisees called him a glutton. Jesus was truly church of God. Amen. He liked to eat and drink and all that stuff. But so we'll examine those and look at at, at what it means for you. Because sometimes I think, okay, you know, I got to be hospitable towards people. But I don't think you understand that you being hospitable brings a return. And sometimes we're missing out because we don't reach out. And we'll get into that. So each week we'll get into this, but this morning I want to talk about an empty table. And let's go to Luke chapter one, beginning in in verse five. There was in the days of Herod the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias. I'm sorry, of the division of uh, of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron. Her name was Elizabeth. How many know this story? We preach it every Christmas. And I got to touch on some things I preached before, but hang in there. And they were both righteous before God. Don't forget that. Walking in all. Say all. These are righteous people. And all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. Anybody ever have a but in your life? But. Did any of you ever have a however in your life? I know who I'm talking to. But they had no child Because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well-advanced in years. Lucas, Dr. Lucas, so diplomatic. Now, in the sixth month, we're jumping down, verse 26. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Notice they had to explain where Nazareth was. To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. How many believe the angel got her attention? But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Remember, she's like, maybe 14, not older than 16. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. So let's look at the first couple. They're good people but no fruit. And sometimes we often we, we even question God, why am I not seeing more fruit in my life? Why why am I not seeing God answer more questions? And sometimes we feel like we're sitting at the table but there's nothing on it. We we feel like, well, well, where is it? Where's my blessing? You know, God, where's the things God promised us? Living right, but not the fruit that we thought there would be. And this is a common theme, and we, we could, you know, I think I probably have preached a series on this. Uh, how about Sarah? Same situation. How about Rachel? Give me children or I die. How about the mother of Samson? Of course, Samson kind of went sideways, but hallelujah. How about Hannah? who prayed in such a way that the priest thought she was drunk, barren. You have to understand the culture of the time. If you didn't have children, you were about to lose your inheritance and, and your social standing just dropped. People thought you were cursed if you couldn't have children. Nowadays, you're, some of us are like, I'm blessed. Two's enough. Amen. But we get to the point where there's no fruit, there's no inheritance, there's no standing in, the, in society, I'm under a curse, what's wrong with me? Why isn't God blessing me? I don't understand this. And we're wondering what's going on. So Luke likes to tell stories in twos. He likes to compare things. So let's, let's look at this. Let's look then at, first of all, the insider. Zechariah is the insider. Zechariah is a righteous man with a problem. And he's an insider. He's a priest. He's in the upper parts of society. He lives in the capital city, Jerusalem. He's in the center of the church, as it were. But he doesn't have any children. So we're wondering... What's wrong? Luke chapter 1, verse 6 through 22, we read the rest of the story. And they were both righteous before God, walking all the commandments, right? We read that. They had no child. So it was while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division. I mean, this guy's at the top of the preacher pyramid. According to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. So he's the priest in the holy place, and he's ministering before the Lord. He's the only one in there, right? And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. This, this, this pastor has prayer support. The whole church is praying for him. Amen. He's in there ministering before the Lord, and an angel appears to him standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. Never saw anything like that before. But the angel said, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. You shall call his name John. He's got gray hair, and you will have joy and gladness And many will rejoice at his birth. Not just a baby, but a big baby. Amen. This is important. He'll be great in the sight of the Lord. He won't drink wine nor strong drink. He'll be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. Woo! Man, this is something. He'll also go before him, capital H, in the spirit and power of Elijah. Oh, the Messiah's coming to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. We can go back to the last verses of Malachi. And the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. How many believe God's getting his church ready again for the second coming? The spirit of Elijah is coming back to the church. And a few John the Baptist. And Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? For I'm an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. He's been married a while and has extreme wisdom. I mean, that's one way to describe your wife when she's old. She's well advanced in years. And the angel answered and said to him, and I like to say this with an attitude. I mean to believe angels can have attitudes. How do I know? I need a sign. This can't be. She's beyond childbearing age. There's no way we can have a child. And the angels, and she could. He sorry, whatever the angels are. All they had to say was really three words. I am Gabriel. Who, by the way, Stands in the presence of God. What Gabriel is saying is, don't question me. I was there when God said it. I was in the very, I was in the throne room. I was on the right side of the, of the presence of God in the very throne room of God. Don't act like I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm Gabriel! And I'm telling you, that's the attitude some of us need. Amen. When, the devil, when God gives you a promise and the enemy comes in and says, Oh, that's not going. No, no, listen. Listen. You don't say I'm Gabriel, but here's what you can say. I was there when God said it. I heard the promise. I know what he said, and I'm standing on the word of God. Get behind me, Satan. My Lord, I feel the Lord in this place. He said, I'm Gabriel, I stand in the presence, and I was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But, oh, there's another one. Behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until until these things take place because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. And Zechariah said, now, I don't believe this was a punishment. It might be a couple things. Maybe one of the things is that God didn't want him to further fight the promise. Sometimes God's got to shut us up because if he doesn't, we'll talk ourselves out of a blessing. So he's kind of said, all right, just shut up because I don't want you. Listen, there's power in the tongue, amen, and you can talk yourself out of a blessing. You can believe yourself out of a blessing. or oh, don't act like you never did it. We, we, we doubt, we fear, we, oh, that can't, oh, I'm not worthy, all this junk, amen. Sometimes God just needs, I need to shut them up. That's part of it. But here's another thing. I think he closed his mouth so that it would eventually become a sign. And sometimes God's got to shut us up, or God has to deal with us, or God has to shut us down, or God has to put us on a shelf for a while so that when we come out, it'll be God. And no one will be able to deny it's God. Sometimes God makes the situation worse just so people will be able to stand up and say, yeah, that's God. There's no way it can't be God. You can't just go mute and then speak. That has to be God. God is in this. Amen. So quit worrying about the dark times in your life and realize God can use dark times as a sign that he's in charge of your life. Give him a praise if you know what I'm talking about. Some of you right now are thinking back, oh, that's what that was. Amen. Come on now. Come on now. Come on. So we got a, and isn't it interesting when you compare Zechariah and Mary, it's the religious guy that has the doubts. It's the guy at the top of the religious order that has the doubts. Mary doesn't express a lot of doubts. She asks the question, but she doesn't doubt. Oh, we'll get into that in a minute. But it's the righteous guy that has a problem with God. Some of us have been saved too long. That means we get stuck in religion. We get used to what we get used to. And when an angel pops up, we have a hard time dealing with a change that God can do. Listen, we need to be willing to get out of our ruts and keep going. Amen. Come on. Come on, church. So let's talk about, oh, and then the second part of the story is the naming of the child. It's not enough to just receive the fact that you're going to get a blessing. When you get the blessing, you need to name it properly. Part of that means don't take credit for it. A miracle doesn't have your name on it. It's got his name on it. It's signed, God. It's not signed you. I don't know why this popped in my head. I went to a a revival once, and the evangelist was out back shaking hands as people left, and he had Bibles that he was selling. And he wanted to know if I wanted to buy one of his Bibles, and he said he would sign it. So I asked him if he wrote it. I do have my moments. We need to stop signing for what God's signature needs to be on, amen. We need to give him the glory so when God does a miracle, you need to name it what it is. You need to tell everyone, God did this. Uh, This has nothing to do, I don't take credit for it. Let's name it G-O-D, not M-E. Thank you for the rhyme, Holy Spirit, amen. So he says, What are we, we going to name the child? And all the aunts and uncles bless their hearts. We got to name it after Uncle Joe, or we got to name it after, you know, and they come up with all these because we got to keep the family traditions. We got to honor the family. We've always done it this way. Congratulations, old man. At least name them after yourself. Because you did a miracle. Come on, church. What a miracle. By the way, can you imagine Elizabeth? Saw what? You saw an angel? And the angel said, What? That means, yeah. We're going to be pregnant? Come on, old woman. (laughs) I'll leave it alone we got name let's let's name them after this let's name them after grandpa let's no you need to name it what God named it you need to whatever God said it is that's what it is amen and we need to name things according to the glory I always give God the glory and name it properly this is your responsibility remember Adam's job in the garden was to name the animals god said you can name it give it a name that matches its job description you know elephant perfect name for an elephant right <laughs> so name it what you think you ought to name it that means you have responsibility to name the blessings of god in fact in fact you got to name it even before it comes I'm not a name it, claim it guy, but I do believe this. If God said I can have it, if it's clearly the Lord, then wherever the my feet go, amen, if God sends me there, that land is mine, that blessing's mine, and I can name it if God said I can have it, amen. Ah, praise God. All right, all right, all right, praise the Lord. Number two, let's look at the outsider. Luke chapter 1, verse 34. Of course, you know the story. How can this be since I do not know a man? Okay? I don't know a man. How am I going to have a child? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, that Holy One who is to be born will be. We're going to name this one the Son of God. The Son of God. Wow. Okay? Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren, for with God nothing will be impossible. Boy, this, this ought to be a message to every barren church in America. Nothing is impossible with God. If you believe it, God will send you souls. Then Mary said, Behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel said, Departed from her, wow now now, now now notice 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 the difference. Zech- Zechariah is in Jerusalem as a priest she 's in the back country. You need to understand Galilee was considered on the other side of the tracks. <laughs> I need to be careful here some of you some of us are from there i don 't mean to be derogatory towards anyone but but it was you know it was you know galilee was way up north it's on the fringes it's on it's you know there, it's on the margins of society it's where the poor people live so god goes to a to a probably a wealthy priest who's at the top of his trade he amen and then on the other end he goes to a 14 or 15 year old girl who has no religious background, really. I mean, they sent the boys to school, but the girls were taught how to knit. So she doesn't have any religious training. She's extremely young. Uh, she's, she's living on the other side of the track. You see the comparison here. God will go to the church, but at the same time, he's working on some people who never, uh, who don't know anything about church. He's about to bring together, hallelujah, the old with the young, the new with the old. God's about to do a miracle in the house. He's about to touch some old saints, hallelujah, with a new miracle, and if you're new to the church, if you're new to Jesus, I have a promise for you from the Lord. He's about to birth something new in you too. Glory to God. Ah, But the two have to come together. The two have to come together. One is too old for anything to happen, and the other one's too young for anything to happen. Come on now. One's in the center of the church with everybody praying for him, and the other one's a nobody, and she had to keep the whole thing secret. What a difference. One's too old, one's too young, but God's about, one's too late and one's too early, but God's bringing it all together. And he does it through hospitality to the insider and to the outsider. Come on now. So we go to Mary comes to stay with Elizabeth for a few months. And Elizabeth is now about six months along. Mary is, is she, she just far enough to know she's pregnant. And they come together, and you know the story. She comes up, and what does she do? She greets Elizabeth. Now, Elizabeth has not felt the baby move. Now, I've never been pregnant. just thought I'd throw that out there. But it would seem to me by six months you would feel the baby move. Am I right? So the baby has not moved. And the Lord's speaking to me to try to tell some of you, you know you're pregnant with the word, but the thing hadn't moved. There doesn't seem to be any life to what God said you could have. You feel like you got it, but it ain't happening. Does that make sense? You feel like God's answered. He said yes, and you know it's yes, but there's no results. There's no fruit yet, and it's not the baby isn't moving. So here comes Mary. Now Mary's carrying something. Mary's carrying not just a word, but the word. She's not carrying little w, it's capital W. She's carrying the word. See, it doesn't matter who you are, it's all about what you're carrying. You'll be effective in ministry and in other people's lives, not because you're all that, but because of what you carry. Who lives inside of you? So Mary comes up, and all she, can I just put it in my words? She basically says, hey, Liz, it's what? It's a greeting. Hey, Liz, there's no theology here. She didn't come in with her big King James family Bible. According to the scriptures, she didn't know any scriptures. She was never taught. All she knew is. That's my aunt. I love her. I'm going to greet her. And God used a greeting to do something amazing. Hey, Liz! Not only did Elizabeth hear it and receive it, but somehow John the Baptist did too. He's the only person I know who spoke in tongues in the womb. I don't know if he spoke in tongues. But he, the Bible said he was full of the Holy Spirit, and he leaped. Come on, moms. I don't know if your baby ever leaped. You say, oh, there's a kick or there's, a, there's an elbow, but I don't know that your baby ever did a somersault. John the Baptist is in there doing it, he'd be dancing. Come on, church. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She almost lost her balance. I tell you, when God does something, he shows up, hallelujah, and he does it right, and he's amazing. He never does it halfway. So watch this. Elizabeth offers Mary hospitality. Come stay with me. And she probably needed a place to hide out. So she offered hospitality, and in so doing, Mary returned it, and now, what was in her apparently not live living is now alive, kicking and leaping within her. You got to understand. I know hospitality, whether it's at the front door or it's someone you greet out in the workplace, or you invite someone over, or you invite them out to eat, whatever, whatever kind of hot, or just just smiling at somebody, or saying, "Hey, how you doing?" offering hospitality it's uh, real hospitality will cost you something you got to clean the house you got to cook a meal you got you know, there's things you got to do it's going to cost some money they might even sit in your favorite chair oh i hate it when that happens so we we have to give up say hospitality co- so some of us are like oh, i'm not that. that's not me i'm not that guy i don't want i don't want to be on the hospitality team and honestly we probably don't want you there either but anyway <clears throat> hospitality is a giving out and it's giving of yourself but I got news for you sometimes God will use what you're giving out to reciprocate that back to you so Elizabeth's hospitality was returned through Mary and now John the Baptist is living leaping within her womb give God praise if you're following what I'm saying so the question is Is there room in your inn? Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your life? Because he's offering hospitality. He's saying, Come and dine. The master calleth. Come and dine. He's offering it, but we can't we can't even make enough room to return the hospitality. He had no place to be born. He had to be born in a stable. you got to get how nasty that is. Because nobody had room, and that's kind of that way today. And I'm I'm telling you, if you will make room for him, the return on that is going to change your life. It's going to change your life. Look at Jeremiah chapter 7. Watch this. And I'll, I'll just close by reading these scriptures. The message from God to Jeremiah stand in the gate of God's temple and preach this message i love it when god tells, this is what i want you to preach say listen all you people of judah who come through these gates to worship god apply this to today god of the angel armies israel's god has this to say to you clean up your act the way you live the things you do why so I can make my home with you. He wants a place to live. Can you offer that hospitality? Clean up your act. And, here, and here's how it is. Don't for a minute believe the lies being spoken. Boy, this is a message to the church today. This is God's temple. God's temple. God's temple. Total nonsense. This is God's house. As a song that says, I, I went to the master's house, but the master wasn't there. Total nonsense. Only if you clean up your act, the way you live, the things you do, only if you do a total spring cleaning on the way you live and treat your neighbors. Until you offer hospitality, I don't feel like I'm welcome. Only if you quit exploiting the street people, orphans, widows, no longer taking advantage of innocent people on this very site, and no longer destroying your souls, but using this temple as a front for other gods. How many of you know church people got some gods? Only then will I move into your hood. Only then will this country I gave your ancestors by my permanent home will be my temple. Wow. Matthew 25, last scripture. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Oh, this is touching me. And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, because they said, what well, I didn't see you in the hospital. I didn't see you. And the king will answer and say to them, surely I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of my brethren, you did it You did it to me. Offering people hospitality offers God hospitality. And he loves to, the whole Bible can be summed up in God just wants to live with us. Isn't that how it ends up? I just want a place to live. For now, we'll build a temple. But now you're the temple, and we need to offer God hospitality. I believe we're in a season that God wants to fill some empty tables. If you'll just be hospitable, that's going to come back to you, and God's going to start filling your table. Come and dine. The Master calleth. Come and dine.